It's a lamp under your feet and a light under your path. There is no other way to see in life but through the word of God. You ain't going to see any other way but through the word. You try it another way, guess what? You're going to trip and fall. And I don't know about you, but I do not like to trip and fall. Because the older you get, the harder it is to get up. <laughs> Trust me, I know that feeling. Trying to roll out of the bed, and you're like, your body's telling you, yeah, you remember all those falls you used to do back in the day? Guess what? They're catching up to you. But bless God that we're able to get up and be able to do stuff for the kingdom of God. So if you're visiting here today, we appreciate you being here today. If you're visiting by watching, we thank you so much. One of the things that we believe here that nobody is watching or here by accident. Everybody is watching and here by divine appointment. Just let God be God. Forget about what you think you know and let God blow your mind and give you something new. I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm the type of person I like to wake up every day and get something new. Because if, it if it's the same old, same old, you get tired of it. It's like eating the same breakfast. How many of you like the, I mean, how many of y'all eat the same breakfast every day? That's boring. That is boring. I'm like, I have to eat my oatmeal because the doctor says if I eat oatmeal, it helps my heart, my blood pressure, or whatever. I'm like, man, okay, fine. Eat your oatmeal, but add some stuff to it. Make some, something happen. Come on. Juice it up a little bit. Add some straw. Well, man, I need something. I want some kick. Add some paprika. Add some, you know, add some kick to it. Cinnamon. Whatever. That's if it, I mean, put something different instead of the plain old J. Apples or whatever. I don't know. I mean, but the next thing you know, like, you have to eat oatmeal every day. I mean, try something else. Try some grits. Mm, how many of you like grits? I'm talking about, I'm not talking about watered-down grits. I'm talking about grits. Soul food, man. I'm talking about good food. Okay. Okay, what's the other one? What's the yellow one called? Cornmeal. No, what's the Spanish name for it? Huh? Whatever. All I know is this, the best one, where is it? He ain't even here. My goodness gracious God. Is the porridge that Jamaicans make with nutmeg and all that. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, man, I had that, man. We had that specially made when we were on a cruise. We told him, I said, we want some porridge. And it had nutmeg. It had cinnamon. And everybody on the ship was walking by and like, what are you eating? They said, you can't get none of this. This is specially made porridge but it was amazing why does he always talk about food because i'm hungry that's why my breakfast consists of coffee that's it and which thank you jesus hallelujah for postella i gotta have that strong stuff cuban shot is always great hallelujah how many people love jesus I mean, you know, when I say love Jesus, I mean, you truly love Jesus. In other words, you have no problem going to heaven right now. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you have no problem going to heaven right now. You love Jesus so much, you want to go to, man, you have no problem. If today's your last day, you're going to celebrate the King of Kings. You're going to be face to face with Jesus. See, that's what I'm talking about, loving Jesus. So many people, oh, I love Jesus, but are you ready to see him today? 
Oh, I don't know, no, no, but you don't love Jesus the way you say you love Jesus. No, when you, when you say you love Jesus, in other words, you're ready to go. You got nothing, nothing in this world is holding you back. See, if something in this world is holding you back, guess what? There's a problem there. Nothing should hold you back from seeing Jesus. Amen. Nothing. Wife, children, job, business, money, your investment, nothing should hold you back. Because you can't take nothing with you. Amen. Do you understand that? When you go to heaven, you ain't going to take all that you worked so hard for. You ain't going to take it with you. So how many of you truly love Jesus? Amen. In other words, you're ready to go and see Jesus. If today is the day, you're going, hallelujah. You have nothing to worry about. Now, if you have something to worry about, ask yourself, Did I, was I a good parent? Was I a good spouse? Was I a good father, good mother? Did I do what the word of God told me to do? Did I, because God is a very direct person. He's very direct. If you ever read the word of God, his word is very direct. And God does not hide. He does not, he does not candy coat it. He tells you exactly what he expects you to live, Brother Jerome. Am I right? Amen. Every day he expects us to live his way. Everybody say his way. His way. Not our way. His way. Even though we tried to, you know, negotiate, come on. With God every day, God does not negotiate his word. His word is forever yea and amen. He is very direct when it comes to his word. And he expects his church, who's his church? To live his way. Amen? Why? Why is that? Because of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Who has saved us. And called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was giving us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before the world began, he knew who you were, who you, who you are. He knows who you are. He knows everything about you. He knew Sister Emma was going to come from Nicaragua. You were born in Nicaragua, am I right? He knew exactly who your parents were going to be. He knew exactly you were going to have the color of the hair, the color of the eyes, the color of your complexion, everything. He knew. Why? Because God doesn't make mistakes. You are who you are because God so be it. That's why I say be proud of who you are. Because God made you that way. Stop trying to be something you will never be. Stop trying to be like your neighbor. No, be the best you. Hallelujah. We're always in competition. No, stop it. Stop being in competition. And stop believing the narrative that's being preached all day, every day. Because it's nothing but poison. You are who you are because that's who God says, to, says so. And be proud of who you are. Now, what's going to make you? You. I'm not going to make you. The person next to you, you're going to make you. Why? Because God has instilled everything inside in you, in you to make yourself. Now, you could do it your way or you could do it God's way. See, God saved us. We did not save ourselves. How 
Hallelujah. When I read that part right there, who saved us, I am so glad that we, in the process of getting to heaven, we don't have to save ourselves. Because if you got to figure the process of saving yourself, you're going to have to go through the cross. I don't want to get crucified. If not on my own will. Know what I'm saying? Jesus went to the cross so you and I don't have to go to the cross. He already worked it all out. Hallelujah. He saved us and he called us with a holy calling. But you can still do it your way. Or you can do it God's way. And one of the things here at Abundant Living Ministries that we preach every day is read the word. Study the word, pray the word, speak the word, sow the word. Why? Because when you read it, study it, pray it, speak it, sow it, you are allowing God's direction in your life. You are foregoing your direction and say, okay, God, I am trusting in your direction. Because your direction is a lamp under my feet, a light under my path. My direction has no way of seeing what the enemy will throw at me. See, your direction doesn't see that. But God's direction sees all things. And when you implement God's direction through his word, it becomes a lamp under your feet, a light under your path. And it's very direct when you read this word. Why? Because God is a, is, a, is, a, is a person that's very direct. He changes not. Now, ALM, our calling has to be direct, just like God. See, the calling on your life, every one of you are called to be ministers of the gospel. It's not just my position. No, as a born-again believer, you are a minister of the gospel. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're living a holy, righteous, sanctified life, you are a minister of the gospel. When? In season and out of season. That means 365 days, 24-7. We are there to share our testimony and, and the goodness of a loving God. Amen? Amen? And we have to be direct just like God. Effective preaching is characterized by biblical direction. In other words, as you present the gospel, it is characterized by biblical direction. Being direct has nothing to do with being temperate or rude. Being direct is not, you know, maybe like, well, boy, aren't you direct? And people will take it as, boy, you're just rude. No, that's the type of person you are. See, I'm a type of person when it comes to the preaching of the gospel, I'm very direct. I'm going to tell you, there's only one way to heaven. That's Jesus Christ. You ain't going to get anywhere else. Oh, oh, I'm going to get it through Buddha. Guess what? Buddha dead. Well, I'm going to get it through Muhammad. Guess what? Muhammad dead. I'm going to get it from Confucius. Yeah, that's why you're confused. I'm going to get it from some Hindu god. Maybe some cow that walks by. Or some elephant. Whatever they pray to. Guess what? They're all dead. Jesus is alive. How all that's you saying that? 
because they got accounts. They have written accounts that Jesus was alive. Not just his disciples saw him before he ascended to heaven. No, there was over 500 that saw him. He did miracles. He's alive, people. And he's coming back. See, we got to be very direct like that. That's why we have to read this word. Why? Because I ain't somebody that don't know what I'm talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. Because I read this word. I study this word. I practice this word every day of my life. And I know Jesus is real. Because I know where I was as a sinner. I know what he did to me. And I know what he, what, what, what he, what, how he changed my life. Come on, how many people can testify? You know where you were. You know the person you were. You were some ugly little sinner, man. You had no problem cussing. You had no problem, you had no problem using your mouth in the wrong way. But aren't you glad that Jesus delivered you? That's how you know Jesus is real. See, I can look at some of you right now. I know. I'm going to bring up you, Brother Fred, because I know you the longest in here. I know how Brother Fred was when he first came here. Oh, Valerie, Sister Valerie, I know how you were when you first came here. We can all talk about Reuben. <laughs> we ain't going to Sonia. <laughs> I remember you when you first got saved. Sister Stephanie, behind you. Oh, yeah. I remember when you first came here and you introduced me to your son, punk rocker from England. I remember that. Showed him a picture the other day of it. Listen to me. We know Jesus is real. Why? Because we delivered. I remember when Brother Andreas first came. He was that crazy German. Still had German attitude, German ways. But he got delivered. Thank God he married a Panamanian woman. It changed his life. <laughs> Hallelujah. And she was saved. She made him be saved. She said, you're going to marry me, guess what? You're going to have to get born again. Because we ain't going to be unequally yoked. And the best thing that's ever happened to his life. Look at him now. Now he's preaching the gospel in Panama. He's got a thriving church down there. Hallelujah. Why? Because he said yes to Jesus and it changed his life. See, Jesus is real, people. And when it comes to the preaching of the gospel, you as the church, Abundant Living Ministries, who's ALM? We have to be very direct when it comes to the preaching of the gospel, when it comes to that. Now, when you're direct, in other words... Be direct with the love of God and say, you know what? I know you are in pain. I know you are, but there's a God in heaven that loves you no matter what. You may have done it to yourself, but I'm here to tell you, God still loves you and he can get you out of that pit of hell, even though you put yourself in it. That's being direct. So, so, so being direct is not always rude. Being direct is outspoken. Speaking direct should be consistent with biblical proclamations. After all, the purpose of preaching is to proclaim the scripture. And the scriptures are direct. These scriptures are direct. How do I know that? Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Starting in verse 1. My son... Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. 
I love that. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. That's direct. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord. In other words, not fear like shaking of knees. Reverence the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy press shall burst out with new wine. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 34 through 36. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whosoever findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain, obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 and 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the, of the holy is understanding. For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increase this is just some scripture that gives you an, a, a direct account and how to live your life as the church and I tell people more than anything if you want to know how to live a Christian life become a student of Proverbs Read the book of Proverbs. Every one of you should read a proverb every day and implement in your life. Why? Because it's wisdom. And we see here the benefits of, of where the scripture was very direct. If you honor me, if you do what I say, increase in life. I don't know about you, but hey, if it's not time for me to see Jesus face to face, I want an increased life. And in that increase, I want it to be what? Blessed. I want favor. But to understand what the scripture is saying, that means to understand it means you have to surrender your life, your ways, your actions, your thought pattern to God's thought pattern, to his ways. Why? Because God does not think like us. Hallelujah. I am so happy God does not think like us because whatever side of the bed you woke up this morning is how you thinking. I'm so glad God does not think like that. Well, I rolled out of the bed. My wife's not happy, so I guess I'm not going to be happy today. I snored all last night, so I kept her up. 
She's miserable. That means today is not going to be a good day for whatever. I'm being facetious. She loves my snoring. Yes, she does. Oh, I don't live with you. <laughs> you ain't my wife. <laughs> really, mother? <laughs> Nobody else likes it in my house but my wife. My daughter, she hates it, especially when we go on vacation. Olivia, she hates it because when we get a hotel room, we usually get just one room with two big, you know, two queen-size beds, and she's got one bed on my, and she says, you snore too loud. You just keep me up all night. I says, well, that's the, that's the you know, you're 15. When you get 18, you can move. <laughs> you can leave. <laughs> I'm like, hey, or go buy your own room. Go get your own hotel room. I'm like, you got money? Oh, I, didn't. I said, oh, that's right. I'm going to put some earplugs in your ear. And I'm going to sleep with head fears. But we look at the scripture here. These scriptures are very direct. And the sole purpose is not to, not for God to just hold you down. It's, it's, it's there to bless you. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to, he wants you to be highly favored. He wants, he wants to do everything for you. Now, for God to do everything for you means you have to trust him and let go, which is a hard thing to do. Why? Because by nature, we think we know better than God. Why? Because it's a different time. It's a different season. Guess what? God created every time in every season. If you think what's going on in the world, God hasn't seen it, you forgot. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He has seen it all. Nothing's new, as, the, as, as Solomon said. Nothing's new under the sun. So the way people are talking now, he's already heard it. Wokeness was way back then. And it didn't work then, and it ain't going to work now. What I'm saying, you know, right now, those people that are so hung up on wokeness and all that, they have a problem with this because it's too direct. Oh, you can't tell me that's the only way. No, 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 no. I have to have options. Just like, is that Austin? He's okay. Oh, you got to feed him. Go feed him. This, this word, we, 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 it's, it's, it's so direct and they have a problem with it. And when you try to, to present this in a time like this, you can't fear what they think. You can't fear what they think. You can't, you can't get caught up in what they say because it's not going to change. God is not going to change for them. God will not change for me. Even though I have conversations with God every day and, and, and I sit there and I'm like, God, is there any other way? And God doesn't speak. So I said, I guess there is no other way. I got to do it your way. Because God, he, Jesus tried that with him. And Jesus said, is there any other way, Father? And Father didn't speak to him. Because after he said, is there any way, Father? He says, nevertheless, not my will, but God let your will be done. Because God didn't speak to him. But we can't get caught up in What's going on in the world? Because it ain't nothing new under the sun. 
what's going on in the world. Kingdoms are always against kingdoms. There's, all, there's always been famine. There's always been pestilence. There's always been plagues. Aren't you glad we don't have 10 of them coming at us all at one time? Aren't you glad there ain't no, you wake up one morning and all of a sudden I know you ladies don't like frogs. And all of a sudden you're walking out and you got to duck and move because you, you got them crawling frogs, you know, the frogs, the toads and the, frog, the frogs that are hanging in the tree and they jumping and all that. And, you know, y'all be, ah, frogs! Just think about that. You woke up in the morning and you wake up and there's a toad looking at you going, ribbit. And it's not Kermit the Frog. Every night, ask my wife, we have these two toads. Literally, I mean, they are that big. And I have this giant rock in my front, in, my, in, in the front of the house. And it's like they sit right there every night and they look at each other. I was like, they're talking. Literally, every night. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Fred. How you doing, John? Doing fine. Doing fine. How many babies you make? I made a thousand of them today. See my harem over there? You hear them chirping? They're, they're asking for me. I'll see you later. Come on. They're every, I mean, these, every night, these toads are right there. It's like, I sit there and I'm like, and they look, and they look at each other like they've been conversating. They look right at each other. And they're not sizing each other up. They're just looking at each other like that. And, and it's, it's just funny. But just imagine all these plagues come at us. It's locusts, it's flies, it's boils. You wake up in the morning, you got a big giant boil. I know you're probably wondering, what is wrong with Pastor Thad's face? I had a procedure done, and it wasn't boils. <laughs> this is what happens when I have to pray every night, and i got to fight demons so you can get... No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm fighting my way so you can get blessed of the Lord. And it's paying a toll on me. Pray for your pastor. No. I had a procedure done, so, and I got to go back and get it done again. But anyway, so, but imagine you wake up in the morning, there's a boil on your head. And then you got more, and you're just, then all of a sudden you get another place. I mean, you think about this, all that's going on, and we're freaking out. Nothing's new, and God has seen it all. He has heard it all. They, the way they complained then, they're still complaining today. And I'm telling you, God has heard your complaint before. It's nothing. Well, Pastor, God, am I the only one? I, I wish God could really say, no! You're like the, you're like 6.5 billion of the one that just asked me because everybody's asking me the same thing. Or whatever it may be. Now understand something. If you want to be blessed, if you want to see the increase of God, if you want to see the favor of God, if you want to have the blessing, as we, read, as we just read in Proverbs 3, 8, and 9. That's just this part. I didn't even scratch the surface of the book of Proverbs. You got to receive the direction of God. See, God will not change. He expects those that are born again to live according to his ways. Matter of fact, go to Isaiah chapter 55. A very familiar scripture. And I haven't even got to the message yet. 
I may save it till Wednesday night. Because I want you to see this. My prayer for this church every day, God knows my heart, is revival. I want revival, not just in this church, but I am praying for revival for you, that you be revived by God. In other words, this word that I read every day, that I study every day, that I pray every day, I speak every day, I sow every day, that it will come alive in every one of you. Now, I have to be, I have to, when I'm praying that, after I get done praying, I got to trust God that God's going to do exactly what I said. Now, if I live according to the word of God, if I, do, if I you know, understand who God is, if I, if I follow the ways of Jesus Christ, I can have what I say, I can have what I pray. Just go back and read John 15. He is the vine, we are the branches. We could do nothing without him, but we could do all kinds of amazing things with him. But we have to understand something. God wants you blessed. He has, he has created your life to be blessed of the Lord. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Those three ways. That's the only three ways God's going to bless you. Spiritually, physically, financially. There is no other ways because that's the three ways we live. We have a spirit being. We have a physical being. And we deal in finances every day. How many of you got money in your pocket right now? How many of you are going to go use money today to go buy something? Especially lunch. Guess what? So you use finances every day. Okay? So that is the three ways God wants you blessed. But in order to, un to live that way and to receive it, you've got to follow his directions. Why? Because he is very direct when it comes to the spirit realm, the physical realm, and the financial realm. But we need to understand something. In Isaiah chapter 55, Starting in verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while ye may be found, while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. In other words, how direct can you get there? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Why did God, through the prophet Isaiah, tell Israel that? Because after the book of Malachi, God went silent. And he warned them, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. In other words, God was near to them. Even though they were rebellious, Israel was rebellious. They were full of iniquity. They prayed to everything that crawled, moved. They offered sacrifices. They were up and down, up and down, up and down. They were vile. But God loved them. Why? Because God had a covenant with Abraham. And we don't have time to go in that direction. And God told them, you better seek me while I'm here. You better call on me while I'm near. Why? Because there's going to come a day you don't know it. You keep living the way you live. You keep thinking the way you're thinking, acting the way you're acting, doing what you keep doing. There's going to be where I'm going, where you ain't going to find me. Does it mean God didn't love them? No. Their rebellion said no to him. The rebellion shut the door. God never shuts the door. Man, our actions, our attitudes, our ways, our thinking shuts the door on God. Because the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will never leave. But when you shut the door, you shut the door. 
And Israel was being warned by the prophet Isaiah, just there, by the prophet Jeremiah. All the prophets warned them. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Man, look at this. God is saying, hey, come back to me and I will pardon you. In other words, and this is what I love about God. You don't have to do community service. He's going to pardon you. In other words, oh, you got to work your way. No, 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 no. Come back to me. My mercy. Come to me and I'll pardon you. In other words, I will clean the slate of all the ugliness you have done. Even though God could have been justified and said, you know what? You're going to. I'm, today's your last day. No, he didn't do that. He, because he loved his people. Do you understand? God is a God of love. So that I, I, maybe that will help you today before you make a bad decision, before you make a flesh decision, because God so loved you that no matter how big the circumstance, the situation may be, and, 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 and about to make a flesh decision, you don't have to. All you got to do is call on Jesus. And God will see you through, through Jesus. He will see you through the circumstance where you don't have to use flesh. You can fall back on the spirit man and trust God. But here, he says, I'll pardon you. For he will not just pardon, he will abundantly, hallelujah, abundantly. In other words, everything that you have done, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it, make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Hallelujah. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come forth the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that, that shall not be cut off. This is direct from the mouth of God through the prophet Isaiah telling you, Hey, I know where you're at. I know what you've been doing. Yes, it's not been pleasing to me. I don't like it. You have forsaken your ways. You have forsaken my instructions. You have rebelled against me. But hey, my mercy endures forever. I will abundantly pardon you. 
and I will begin to turn it around in your life where favor from this day forward as you come to me and you surrender your life to me, favor upon favor upon favor upon favor upon favor upon favor upon favor. Because my thoughts and my ways are not, Lord. It's like, how can God forgive me of all the ugliness that I've ever done? Because he doesn't think like you. If only we can think like God. And when we say, I forgive you, we let it all go. See, that's where man does not think like God. See, we say, oh, I forgive you, but all of a sudden... Something bad happens with that, that person that, that harmed you or hurt you. The very thing that you forgive them in the past, you bring it back just like that. How do I know that? Because I see it in a lot of marriages. Whatever the husband did, whatever the wife has done in the past, they have been forgiven, but when another argument comes up and something ugly happens, because you know there's always ugly there's always frustration. There's always a circumstance and a situation. And they come out and they bring out all the garbage from the past. And I was like, I thought you'd forgiven me of that. And it always escalates, even though that in the past had nothing to do with what you're going through. But it's amazing how you bring the trash and you make it a part of it. See, God don't think like that. When God forgives, he forgives. He doesn't remember it. Hallelujah. That's the mercy and the love and the grace of our God. He doesn't throw it in your face. Because that ain't real love. True love does not throw it in your face. True love forgives. That's why we can't think like God. We can't, our ways are not like God. Why? Because we don't have that glorified body yet. We have not been totally transformed into what heaven brings. But that day's coming, hallelujah. A day's coming when we're going to meet Jesus in the sky. And we're going to be totally transformed. Hallelujah. But till that day comes, we have to surrender to this word every day of our life. Why? Because as we read it, study it, pray it, speak it, sow it, it cleans us out. It cleans us out. And when you don't pick up the word and read it, guess what? The devil's going to capitalize on it. The devil's going to capitalize on it because this is a lamp under your feet, a light under your path. You hide this word in your heart. Why? That we might not sin against God. That's why we, we surrender to his direction. We allow him to be the Lord of our life. We allow Jesus to be our savior, our king. Are everything. Why? Because Jesus was given to us by the provision of God. Remember back in back what I just read in Isaiah. Fear. In other words, there was a God knew there was a silence coming. Why? Because he he followed their pattern. 
He followed their path. He knew there was a silence coming, but he realized, I'm not going to be silent too long. And after the silence, what came? Jesus. After the silence, the birth of Jesus took place. And there was a war. When Jesus was born, there was a war of angels. Announcement. Behold! God began to speak through the mouths of the angels and said, Today, salvation has been born. Hallelujah. Then we see Jesus begin to speak and begin to share and begin to, what did he do? He, he began to preach a new covenant, a new covenant. Not, he didn't take away from the old. He just introduced a new covenant. He showed a side of God that Israel never saw. All they saw was the law side. And all of a sudden, he introduced a loving side of God. And he demonstrated it on the cross. That is the ultimate demonstration of love. And it was God sending his son to, to the cross. You didn't send him to him. I didn't send it to him. God sent him to the cross. He had to be the lamb that had to be slain. The prophet Isaiah, he said it. Everything that the prophet Isaiah said came to pass. Why? So we can receive life more abundantly. Amen?